Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, business travel number one, packing. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome back to Manager Tools. You know, for years, pundits have been predicting that technology, you know, video conferencing, the web, that kind of stuff, will lead to the decline and death of business travel. Well, we here at Manager Tools don't agree. We're human, and humans always do better with face-to-face communications to ensure a complex project goes well. Technology has led to the globalization of business, but that has increased the need for getting on an airplane. And getting on an airplane means packing a bag. And based on what Mark sees in his travels, no one seems to have gotten the memo about the right way to do it. How easy is it? Well, how about a 23-day, five-country trip without checking a single bag? And today, we're going to learn how. Here we go. So, so you do admit that you didn't know all this stuff years ago? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wish so you, I had. You weren't, you weren't born coming out of the womb with, with this knowledge? I was not born to be a business traveler, but I have been made one, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and that's why we're doing this cast, right? I mean, why should our listeners, why should our members, I mean, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a week, why should our listeners have to make all the mistakes I made and so many other people have made? Um, you know, if you if you travel a little bit and you start paying attention, I suspect you'll learn all this stuff bit by bit, watching people who travel more frequently than you. Um, but we're just trying to condense it all down into one cast. Or, well, actually, when it comes to business travel, a lot more than one cast. But for this, for packing, yeah. They, wh- why should they make all the mistakes that we've made? Right, right. Yeah. And, and talking about doing a little bit of travel, uh, j- just to be clear, you really did make a 23-day-long, five-country trip for manager tools with nothing but a briefcase and a roll-on bag. Yep, that's right. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I I actually wouldn't – I don't know that I'd recommend it for everybody, but with that many stops and many of them being really short, I was pretty – I was cutting it pretty close. Um, I admit that it did help that the last stop was in Acapulco for a sales meeting I was facilitating. The attire was swim trunks and T-shirts That's and nice. my, my <laughs> dreaded flip-flops. Um, and in fact, yes, I do have a t-shirt which says, yes, I do plan on wearing flip-flops for the rest of my life. Podiatrist, podiatrist be damned. Um, and frankly, I'd love to hear some stories of some other road warriors who probably have traveled more than me. Um, frankly, someone can probably beat five countries in 23 days long without checking a bag. And I really did it just to, you know, just to see that I could do it. And it was a, it was tight, but I definitely made it. Yeah. I've seen, uh, the the macho mentality expressed in many ways, but that's not one that I've yeah. ever heard before. So well, well done. I, okay, you're you're saying that's macho? I don't know. I, I just <laughs> I just knew that sooner or later we we're going to be talking about business travel, and I want to see if I could do it. And so I I just had to be, you know, I had to, I had to pack differently, a little bit differently than I normally do for a week long trip. Let's put it this way: for the standard business trip, which today isn't even a week long, right? It's three days. The standard business trip, a week long. There's no way that any reasonably smart manager can't figure out how to pack everything in an overnight bag and what amounts to a rollerboard. And and I think that's the big mistake, particularly that young people make. You see them schlepping big bags. Or what's worse, I see a lot of these 
young folks, young managers, they have a duffel bag or something from school, right, with their lacrosse team <laughs> logo on it or something. That's great. Yeah. But it's just not business travel smart. So um, so it can be done. It probably shouldn't be done. On the other hand, it proves the idea that if you can go three weeks, which is really what it was, three weeks and two days with one overnight bag, one rollerboard, then a week-long trip should be fairly easy. And again, it goes to our fundamental recommendations about this cast, which is about reducing uncertainty. So. Good. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and tell them how. Okay. Um, I, I you know we're for, I, I said it already. I'll say it again. We are going to be doing mini casts on business travel. I can think of twenty right now, and this one is only the first. Um, and some of the recommendations we're going to make will cause folks to think about the types of clothes they might use beyond what we're going to suggest today. And we'll get to that, but not in this first cast because every one of the topics we start for the first time, we think. Gosh, you know, we could talk for hours about that, but we only have 20 or 30 minutes. Um, we're also going to do shows on making travel arrangements, seating on planes, hotel choices, and then there's even more after that. Good. Okay. And what, so what are we going to talk about on this cast? Okay. Um, we start our series on business travel with the basics of packing, um, and we have six initial recommendations. Number one, do not check a bag. Hopefully that was pretty clear from our intro, right? <laughs> do not check yeah. a bag. Yeah. That is the prime directive, Trekkie fans. Number two is get a wheeled carry-on bag. No duffel bags. Um, and by the way, relatedly, backpacks, not so much. Okay. Use dry cleaning bags. The first three are the bag lady jokes. Number can, you, four, can you get a dry cleaning bag with wheels on it? Uh, funny. Just wait. Just wait your turn. Yeah. It'll That's be your turn to make okay. funny comments later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you put your undergarments that you're going to wear during the trip at the bottom of your bag. You put primary clothes that you're going to wear in the middle or on the top, uh, although I do put them in the middle, um, and only carry one extra pair of shoes maximum. Okay. okay. Uh, so that's six. Okay. So so we, we talked about it a little bit. Let's, let's get to the first, the first item. Number one, do not check a bag. Yeah. Um, look, this is a simple one, but it is the core recommendation of all business travel. You do not check bags when you're going on a business trip. You do not check bags when you're going on a business trip. You do not check bags. Yeah, you're, you're pretty adamant here. Yep. Um, and when I've checked bags, you've looked at me like, yeah, what, I have. What is wrong I, I make you? no bones about it. I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, well, you're my partner, so it's okay. No. Don't check bags. And, and even worse, if you're making a connection, it's insane. Now, now, look, I'm not saying that people don't. There are plenty of stores people say, no, I check bags all the time and they get there. Yep, okay, fine. And that's great. And I would argue that you gain nothing by checking a bag other than adding more time. Yeah, okay, you save yourself rolling the bag through the airport. Okay, fine. That's great. There's a slight benefit there. And, and you do get to check a little bit more. Toiletries are a, a classic example. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and the one time that your bag doesn't get there, um, it's completely your fault because there's an option around it. And again, I've been doing this for, shoot, I've been traveling on business for 20 years now. And um, just don't check bags. Um, look, and we're not trying to make things harder. We're not. You talk to any frequent traveler and they'll tell you the same thing. It doesn't matter whether it's a day trip or a week-long trip. Checking bags simply increases your uncertainty which is the fundamentally wrong approach to packing. Packing should be about decreasing uncertainty. Airline schedules and on-time arrivals and cancellations are only going to get worse in the years ahead as airlines struggle to make money. 
Uh, it's a business I wouldn't want to be in. I can't tell you the number of times I've been on a flight that was canceled and rearranging an itinerary, someone at a ticker counter over the phone asked me, have you checked any bags? If you have, usually they'll make you fly with your bag, with good reason for security, and that means waiting for your bag to be offloaded, which frankly means you won't, have, you won't be able to make quick decisions and it reduces your flexibility. And, and look, there's a whole different cast here on airline choices and, and, and so on for flexibility and so on. But for now, one bag, not checked, rolled aboard with a briefcase. Right. Okay. So decreasing uncertainty sounds like something I, I, I would like to have more of in, on, on my travels. But so, that, so that's good. But, but there's more. Oh, yeah. Perhaps even more important than what we shared. Look, you save a, st- you, you save a step at check-in. Thanks to the internet, most airlines allow you to check in online 24 hours in advance. If you don't check a bag, you can print your boarding pass on your home printer, home computer, and go right to security as opposed to going to the counter. Now look, okay, I don't know if some people are saying, wait, there are kiosks, you know, that, that, uh, at counters so you don't have to stand in line. You can print your own boarding pass without seeing an agent. Yeah, unless you have a bag to check, in which case you have to wait in line with everyone else who's waiting to check a bag. And those, the, the line that uh, the, the people are checking bags in is often just as long, if not longer, than the line to actually check in, even if you've already done it, uh, if you haven't done it the night before. So it doesn't take that long most times. But even if your plane isn't delayed, even if you have thought about avoiding Dallas-Fort Worth in August during late afternoon thunderstorm time, um, even if you have avoided the last flight out, all of which you ought to know by now if you're a frequent business traveler, you may well be in line with a whole string of people who have not thought of those things. And you're 10th in line, even though your flight is right on time, you're there in plenty of time. But now these 10 people have to get their bags, have to recheck them, they have to complain, they're hot, they're sweaty, they have kids with them, the kids are crying. And suddenly those 10 people take a lot longer than you would. And assuming that it's only going to take three or four minutes, is a, now what you're doing is you're allowing assumptions to get between you and your business objective, which is just stupid. It's just ineffective. Right. Well, so some things you can't control, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was talking about uh, the thunderstorms. I mean, you actually think about thunderstorms in in August. Yeah, sure, I do. Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, and ice in Chicago in January, and, and you know, and, and that's a whole separate cast. The point here is you have to eliminate the purpose to go on travel. If, if a company is going to spend money for you to see someone face to face, then your job is to get there as efficiently and effectively as possible. If you check a bag, you're reducing your efficiency and potentially your effectiveness. Um, anytime you reduce your flexibility, anytime you reduce your certainty, you're, you're, you're essentially increasing the chances that the business purpose of the trip is going to be affected. And because other people have been doing it for years without any uh, negative impact, your, your company assumes you can do it reasonably effectively. Um, Furthermore, you don't have to wait for your bags when you arrive. If you haven't noticed, there are almost always cabs, taxi cabs, at most major airports. Okay? Um, But the issue in getting a cab is not whether there are cabs there, there always are, but how many people are waiting for them, whether or not there's a line. Not waiting for your bags puts you at the front of the cab line. If you're going to a hotel shuttle, you're the first one to call, or you're the first to get in. Maybe the shuttle waits for somebody who's getting a bag, but at least you're on the shuttle and not getting to the shuttle spot when someone leaves or thinking, gosh, there's not room on the shuttle for me. 
Um, particularly if you're going to a conference, a lot of people stay at the same hotel and those shuttles tend to fill up, fill up. And if you're arriving late in the day, the day before a conference starts, there are a bunch of people on your flight from wherever you're going, thanks to the hub and spoke system that are going to the same place you're going. And if you have to wait for a bag and a bunch of people don't, you're going to end up getting to the van late. And then there's going to be a line at the hotel check-in. If you're getting a rental car, you're going to be the first one in line for the bus. And I believe me, San Jose is a classic case. If you arrive at San Jose in the middle of the day or even in the morning, you're going to have to wait for a rental bus. Now, there's a rental car bus. Now, there are a lot of rental car buses, but why stand in the heat and wait? Um, if you're being picked up by an associate or a friend, you can tell them your arrival time and not have to tell them to add some time for luggage pickup and then stand outside waiting for them because they were conservative, not wanting to sit and wait for you since they don't allow cars to sit at the curb anymore. Yeah, okay. So those are a few good reasons. Yeah. And look, even worse, what if your bags are lost or delayed? Who wants to wait up until 2 in the morning to get their bags? Well, how would you feel if you had to wait up till 2 in the morning before an interview? Who wants to sweat going into the interview and what you traveled in? I don't care how good you are. That's going to hurt you. If only, even if the interviewers say, no, 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 it's fine. It happens all the time. You know, we're in an out of the way place, blah, blah, blah. If, if it only affects how you feel about while you're interviewing and you spent time getting the right suit and the right shirt and the right blouse, whatever, geez. Um, and obviously I've already gone on and on, but I could still say I could go on and on yet further because the cardinal rule of business travel is do not check bags. Wow. Do not check bags Did i get that right yeah i pretty pretty much there you go <laughs> pretty much okay. yeah look if, if you're traveling with me on business ever and you check a bag i i'm not saying you mike but anybody who who, who would become an associate or a friend or a, uh, a client of ours or whatever and they check bags on a short trip and i didn't i would absolutely raise my eyebrows at him like what what i mean hey, hey folks i can tell you that he he actually does yeah. raise his eyebrows and and and, and, and I, I tell you something i don't i don't i don't want to be a travel snob or anything i'm not i mean somebody asked me once how come you always fly first class well that's because i fly a lot and they upgrade me i pay coach fares and then they upgrade me um but it, it it's funny people spend hours on getting things done on managing their inbox and then they throw all that to the wind and say, "Oh, I can be a, I can be efficient down to the to, to my fingernails when it comes to my inbox." But when it comes to business travel, I'm going to violate the card rule just because I don't know how to pack, and you only have to learn you'll learn how to pack in the next 15, 20 minutes of this cast. So, okay, sorry. All right, so th then that leads to the to our second point, which is get a wheeled bag. Yeah, look, look, it's really a necessary step after the cardinal rule, right? Let's start with the wheels. If you're, if you're going to pack everything in one bag, it's going to be heavier than you might expect. Um, and since you're going to have to carry it more, there's a huge advantage to having wheels. Ah, yeah, some of you are young and you just graduated from college and you think, I can sling my, my hockey duffel bag over my shoulder. And then you ruin your shirt, your, your suit. Um, or during wintertime, when you have to stand outside, you have to hold it above ground because you wouldn't want to put it in the slush that they let sit on the curb. Um, most wheel bags are now made to allow you to allow your briefcase or your other second bag to sit on top of them or even to hook into them in some way. Uh, my Hartman briefcase has a sleeve. You've noticed it, Mike, that, that exists for that very purpose. The handle of the of the carry on or of the rollerboard bag slides through the sleeve very nicely. It's a godsend. Um, in fact, recently I had to travel. Oh, I know. I had my golf clubs with me. A bit unusual. And just uh, the moment I put my 
the moment I slid my briefcase on top of my rollerboard bag, which I travel with all the time, those are the two pieces I travel with, but in my mind, it's almost one piece. I walked 20 feet before I realized what's wrong about this picture. Well, what was wrong was <laughs> my golf clubs weren't with me. And I, it was just because I've done it a million times with just the two pieces, which really become one in my head. Um, so uh, um, check out, l- l- do it this way. Check out what all those business travelers in first class are using. They are using wheeled bags. And I'm not suggesting we suffer from class envy here. The majority of folks in first class, just like me, are not there because they're rich. They're there because they fly a lot. They get upgraded because the airline wants to reward them and have them keeping flying on the airlines because they pay business fares for business during the week um, uh, flights. And... um, Uh, They've learned, probably like me, the hard way, what works and what doesn't work. And they all have rollerboards, almost all of which allow them to put their briefcase on the top of it, slide right in, and and they're done. Right. And we even have some recommendations around brand sizes. Yeah, we do. Um, The the key thing to look for in rollerboards is, is the phrase 22 inches. That's the maximum length of a bag that will fit in the overhead compartment. Uh, on most, uh, on many airplanes, um, one side of the overhead bins is wider than the other, and you can put a, a, a rollerboard in wheels first, and 22 inches is as wide as will go and allow the airlines to close that wider um, overhead bin. Um, now, there are people who will tell you that it can be longer than that, and, and what you do is you just turn them sideways, and technically they're right. And in fact, they can fit on either side of the airplane, so it could be 23, 24, 25. The problem is that implies that you don't you can get through security with them. And security people check them out. And if they look too long, they're going to say, you're going to have to check that. And maybe you'd say, well, I'm a freaking flyer, so I can get around it. Yeah, but sometimes there's not a first-class line. And I've seen people who got caught freaking flyers and were made to check them because you don't want to have an argument with somebody and say, I'm a freaking flyer, so you should let me take this bag because technically it's too big according to the regulations. Right. Well, and if you also if you put it in wheels first, you're more likely to find a spot that will actually. Fit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're getting on the plane at the at, at the tail end of the the line. Yeah. If you're in you're group five. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty two inches is industry speak for quote you can carry this on and put it in an overhead bin unquote and meet airline requirements. Now that said, there are many brands that are fine. We're not going to get too much into detailed recommendations. I know a lot of folks who carry Tumi, T-U-M-I. It's a high-end brand. It's favored by lots of executives, particularly in the high-tech um, industries. Um, and they totally pair nicely with Tumi briefcases and laptop bags, which are also very highly thought of, both the leather ones and the ballistic nylon ones. Now, our favorite, and one Mike and I both carry, is Land's End. Um, they're completely sturdy, and the great thing is they're guaranteed. In my 2 million-plus air miles, I've only bought two of them because when one breaks, I simply return it and get a new one for free. I love mine. I pack it often enough that it stays underneath my bed in a state of partial packedness at all times so that if I have to go somewhere within 24 hours, I can just throw some things in there and I'm gone. Good. Well, that that packedness is a good segue into uh, what, what I think is one of my favorite uh things i've learned which is the the use of dry cleaning bags yeah exactly yeah we it's not the cardinal rule but this is my favorite rule i'm with you what we're recommending here 
is that you wrap all of your clothes, not your undergarments, but all of your blouses, all of your shirts, pants, skirts, suits, your primary wear, your primary garments in dry cleaning bags. And uh, by the way, not jeans that they don't, you don't need to put jeans in the bags. It doesn't really help. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, What we're talking about here is the clear see-through transparent bags that your clothes come back from the dry cleaners in. Don't throw them away anymore. Take them off your dry cleaning, okay? Fold them neatly, put them in a drawer somewhere in the corner of a closet. And then when you pack, put all of your primary garments into the clear bags. What this does is allow you to pack much more and virtually guarantee all of your clothes will come out of your bag completely wrinkle-free. Yeah, it's really pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it totally revolutionized my travel and my packing habits when I started doing it. And, and those bags take up no additional room beyond what, what you would normally take up. You don't need a specialized bag that somebody sells you on a travel website. Dry cleaning bags come, you know, any, any, if you're wearing business clothes, you're going to be dry cleaning things periodically. And, and frankly, I have 50 of them in my, in my, in my uh, closet, but I would be willing to bet I've been using the same five to 10 over and over and over again because they last a long, long time. Um, and, and here's the thing. You don't even need one bag per garment. For trousers, you hold them by the cuff, let them dangle, dangle to the floor. You fold them over once at about the knee and then again. So now they're in fourths, if you will, and you slide them into a bag. You do the exact same fold with a second set of trousers and you slide them into that same bag, just not on top of the first set. If you looked at it on your bed, for instance, you've got two pair of folder trousers sitting side by side, both visible to you and both inside the bag. And the bag's definitely long enough to allow you to do it because, of course, it was long enough for the pants to hang folded in half. Then you simply fold the remaining parts of the bag on top of the trousers. And if you wanted to put a third pair of trousers or even a shirt into that last fold you make, you could do that. Um, and so you fold the last fold you make is folding the... the um, the one pair of trousers over on top of the other. So now the total signature of the the silhouette of this bag that you've created is just the width of one pair of trousers folded over uh, and forth. And, and we, we think we can get a picture in the slides for premium content members. Of yeah, what sure. Looks in like. fact, I was going to do it. I was going to just go ahead and take some pictures of my packing technique, maybe even a few more than what we've talked about on the show, just so people can see what my bag looks like, that it's doable with, I, I hate to say, you want to look at pictures of my undergarments, but socks and underwear and so on, so people can see how they're how it's folded and how it works. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, well, not great, Super. but effective. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, so plastic bags and, and then no wrinkles. Right, yeah, that's the thing. You take them out of there. Now, look, you can't, you can't leave them, you can't leave the bag zipped up in your hotel room for three days. The moment you get in, you got to take them out and hold, hang them, of course, but... But it, for, for a long trip, a day-long trip, leaving early in the morning, or for me, I always pack the night before. So if I don't get in until dinnertime the next day, my, my bag has been packed for 24 hours. And I take them out, I hang them up overnight, and everything is fine. Yeah, you know, one, you know talking about hanging trousers, uh, I think one thing, it took, it took me a long time to learn it. Maybe you, you taught it to me years ago, which is you can, you can hang your, your pants, your slacks up one of two ways. You can put them on the hangers where you where they essentially fold in half over a bar, right. right? That's one way to do it. The other way is most hotels have the hangers that have the clips right. that you clip the end of the trousers to and they hang, they hang down, which is, I found to be much more effective. Yeah. 
than <laughs> the other way because the, the weight of them smooths out any wrinkles that might yeah, exist at even all. without steam in the shower in the bathroom whatever yes now ladies know this better than guys guys stink at this because guys see that trouser bar with the with the thing that holds the trousers on it and they think well that's what it's made for whereas ladies say i can't do that with a skirt and so they know to hang the skirt up using the clip right and for a long time the skirts the, the clips were meant for skirts not for trousers um so guys just use the trouser bar, the, the 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 bar for the trousers. When in fact you can use it for that, but it's not a good use when you're traveling because the the weight doesn't, as you say, doesn't hang out the the wrinkles in there as well. Um, it works for skirts too, and for blouses, and for shirts, and we'll have pictures of those as well. Um, we could get into the, the the subtleties of how to pack a shirt so it doesn't wrinkle. Um, we generally recommend when gentlemen are are traveling that you wear. Uh, collared button-down shirts simply because you can't go wrong with it. If you're wearing a polo shirt and everybody else is wearing a dress shirts or what we call collared button-down shirts, more of a dressy shirt, uh, I got to tell you, if you don't notice, you're not aware that other people are noticing that you're the only one in a polo shirt. Certainly a polo shirt is better than a t-shirt, but we don't recommend t-shirts for any business situation that we can think of. Um, so, but, but I tell you, I've packed four to five pair of trousers, four to five dress shirts, nice dress shirts. I mean, these are dress shirts with some starch in them or perhaps not if they're really nice. Uh, and that's a conservative number for a week long trip. They fit fine and they come out. Okay. Okay. That's being said, do, do you, do we have time to t- talk about some you know types of clothes and um, materials, that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit, you know, you know, I, I, I wear, um, a type of trouser, you know, I, I shop a lot at Brooks Brothers, obviously, in other places. I happen to love Tommy Bahama silk trousers just because I find a lot of old trousers get kind of hot. Um, and, and my silk trousers don't travel as well as worsted wool or a lightweight wool. Um, but I've, first of all, I've never had a problem using the bags. And so that really, for me, that's a total home run that I can wear the trousers I want, even though they wouldn't be thought of as traveling. They're not as bad as linen, which wrinkles if you look at them. Um, uh, ladies know that a lot more than guys. Um, but but um, let me just say a couple of things. If you're looking at your closet and you see a lot of khakis or chinos, those, because they're made of cotton, do not travel nearly as well as wool. Um, even if where you're going is casual, it won't hurt you at all to wear light wool trousers. Uh, if need be on a three-day trip, you could wear the same pair of wool trousers the first and the third day on site. If you hang them up right away after day one, maybe even steam them a bit if you can't get them dry cleaned at your hotel during the day. Um, and, and I always think about whether or not I can get stuff dry cleaned. And if I have a doubt, I assume not. And I include that in my packing decision. And I always have one extra shirt and one extra pair of trousers just in the event I'm having lunch or dinner and I spill something all over it. And I don't want to have to, I don't want to not have an option. Um, khakis really cannot be worn a second time without getting washed. If you think they can be worn a second time without being washed and just hung up, we notice that. And it doesn't look good. And the great thing about wearing wool pants the first and the third day or uh, something like that, if they've hung the second day while you're working, um, you can wear those wool pants right onto the airplane. And they're going to be wrinkled, um, but nobody minds at the end of the day when you're traveling. Um, If you wear a pair of khakis on the plane and you sit for a couple of hours on a plane and then you go into a meeting, you're going to look not well. Um, And it's so easy to change. I mean, literally, I recommend changing in a bathroom if you have to in order to get out of a pair of 
if you're going to an interview or if you're going to an important meeting and you've been sitting in a pair of trousers that aren't dark colors, which hold, which 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 um, don't show wrinkles nearly as much, um, uh, then I, I strongly recommend you change. And, and um, one of the great things about not not recommending khakis is. They tend to be, if you're not wearing khakis, they don't tend to be as light a color. I mean, sure, you can get khaki-colored trousers, but wearing a dark pair of trousers in wool, any wrinkles you do get will tend to not show nearly as much as what, what you'll have with khakis or chinos. Um, uh, many of the new no-wrinkling fabrics really do help, um, but in my opinion, the jury's still out on some of them in terms of look and feel. And for most, this is particularly for gentlemen, most of you wear clothes a lot longer than what the, the, the makers want you to. And if it says no wrinkle or no iron, it usually says a limit of 50 washings. And that's about a year or maybe, maybe a year and a half, and then you've got to change. And I see enough businessmen traveling, and I see enough of managers and non-managers traveling that apparently have forgotten that, and their pants just don't look good, but there's still not iron in them. So Good. Okay, good. Now, now this is somewhat yeah, of a highlight. I got a little castle. too deep let's, there, didn't I? <laughs> no, that's okay. So let's, let's, let's just zoom okay. back up to the 30,000-foot uh, level again. And so let's talk about, uh, let's go back, let's go to number four, which was, undergarments at the yeah. bottom so again what's that all about? probably overkill here um but look first of all your bag might be gone through if that's the case you don't want security pawing through your undergarments it's just a matter of personal privacy for many some folks who have shared ideas on this say you should bag up your undergarments but we don't recommend that they're going to look at the stuff on the top if it's bagged or not they're not going to empty your bag. I've never seen it happen. Um, further, undergarments are usually A, small, and B, wrinkle irrelevant. You can separate them individually at the bottom of the bag. They take up less room separately than they do in one bag altogether. Further, most roller boards have a pair of humps down the center of the bag where the handle that you pull it with sits when it's collapsed. And that means a bag full of your undergarments that is bigger than the depressions that are made means you lose space in the bag. Also, when you get where you're going, you're going to hang up your primary garments and you don't have to get out all of your undergarments when you do so. Uh, many people who travel handle unpacking differently, but most seasoned travelers I know tend to leave stuff in their overnight bag rather than putting it in wardrobes provided at the hotel. That just means you increase the chances you'll leave something behind if you have to leave quickly, right? So, um, the, you, you, the bottom of the bag, the bottom of your rollerboard bag is essentially your drawer while you're traveling, and that's where your undergarments are. Okay, so then that brings us to number five. Primary clothes in the middle or on top, which which makes sense since your undergarments are at yeah, the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, primary yeah. clothes somewhere. Um, you put your dry cleaning bags on top of your undergarments with your primary garments in there. You don't necessarily need to put them on top. Some people say you need to put them on top, but I'll tell you what, I've learned, I try to put a pair of jeans on the top. And by the way, if you have any idea, you, if you travel any, you know the jeans are by far the biggest thing you're going to put in the bag. And, and folks, for me, my jeans are probably bigger than yours. I'm 6'4 and 230 pounds, or for the Brits and, and who are listening, I'm 16 and a half stone. Um, it's a fully loaded bag, and top items somehow seem to come out more wrinkled. That's because when you put them in, if they're fully loaded, you put them in an overhead, and it gets pressed down. And in my experience, a little bit of wrinkle in my jeans is not the end of the world. I'm not someone who would press jeans. If you are all for pressing jeans 
God bless you. We think you're wonderful and we disagree. <laughs> um, but, but look, whatever I could fit in a bag, I would argue that any of our listeners can fit in a bag just because I'm tall. Um, uh, so uh, you, you, you can fit everything in the bag we're recommending. And what we found is if you have something that you're not worried about wrinkling, uh, maybe a workout gear, uh, or jeans, put that at the top because I found actually stuff that I leave at the top tends to be a little bit more wrinkled, even though the bags help enormously. Only one extra pair of shoes, max. Yeah. Look, possible pushback here from our female listeners, which we totally respect. Shoes make packing much more difficult, the size and the shape and so on. And so here's our guidance. I've talked to many female executives and many male executives as well, and the females fall into two categories. Either they say, I have to check because of my shoes, or... I only take one extra pair and therefore I don't check a bag. Based on the fact that our cardinal rule is don't check bags, obviously we recommend one extra pair of shoes. Now, look, if, if you're someone who likes to dress sharply, uh, shoes can make a big difference, no question. Um, unfortunately, they are hard to pack for a longer trip. So our suggestion is simple. If you have to pack a pair, second pair of dress shoes, we're not talking about running shoes here, we recommend either they be workout shoes or you choose something the same color as your first pair, basically reducing the wardrobe choices you have. Um, I am. We are all for well-thought-out fashion, and looking better is never a bad thing on the road. And we're going to talk at length about that uh, when we have our, fast, fat, our casts on business fashion, business wear to the office, and so on. And many of you are going to be upset at us because we recommend a, a notch above what is probably acceptable. But then if you want to get promoted um, or if you want to do well in your career, you want to be thought highly of, your standard shouldn't be acceptable. Okay, That's what you don't like in teenagers as they choose the lowest common denominator. That won't get you ahead in life. Um, so so um, we, we like th fashion. Um, uh, but for travel fashion, we think it's reasonable to narrow your choices. We recommend you have some go-to outfits that limit the number of the shoe that that limit for you the number of shoes you have to pack. And the easiest choice, ladies and gentlemen, is black. Black loafers, black pumps, black heels, paired with black wool crepe outfits and suits. Um, I, I can't tell you the number of ladies who have told me, ladies executives, who said, "Look, a, a, a black crepe." wool three-piece suit the same jacket with both a pair of trousers a pair of slacks and a, and, a, and a skirt with a with a cream blouse and then perhaps a light blue blouse or a white blouse along with a pair of black pumps and a pair of black uh, um, flats and suddenly you've got three or four days worth of business tr business wear a couple of different accessories and you're there um uh Okay, you can wear black shoes with many. Yeah, okay, we, we know not all outfits. There are some outfits that do better with others um, because ladies always can't. But guys, you can always wear black shoes. Uh, and we're, we're okay with a little bit of fashion. Just you, you, We're also okay with a lot of other things that don't always work um, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to travel. And you've got to make some compromises. And all of this fits with our primary objective, which is one bag, limiting your reducing your uncertainty i think we we're we're just about done here and but but that is the key point of this entire cast which is reducing yep. uncertainty and it starts with the one bag carrying yep. it on and then everything naturally flows from there so then given that you'll have one bag you do have limited space there's a number of choices you can make regarding what you pack and how you pack it that uh, allow you to to reach the lowest level of, of uncertainty you can given the trials and tribulations of yep. travel today exactly so, quick wrap up. Um, don't check a bag. 
don't, don't, don't. Get a wheel carry-on bag. Lands in to me, something like that. We recommend lands in, but you can get almost any one of them. The cheaper you pay, the harder it'll get beat up, the more likely you are to repay again within a year or two. Dry cleaning bags are our personal favorite, reducing wrinkling. Put your undergarments at the bottom, put your primary clothes in the middle or on the top, and one extra pair of shoes max. And by the way, uh, I always travel with my workout gear, and my extra pair of shoes is, in fact, my running gear, my running shoes. Um, and I can travel easily with an extra pair of shoes and all the clothes that I pack all in one bag. And that's six. Thanks, partner. We'll see you later. And maybe next time uh, you won't look at me askance for checking my bag. Uh, no, I'll see. still look at you askance. You're still my partner. Still love you, man. And <laughs> don't check it back. <laughs> all right, man. See ya. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hope to see you again next week. In the meantime, join us in the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. And we'll see you all again next week. So long.